Digicom Weekly Growth Marketing Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Digicom Podcast. We are a no bullshit growth agency here to help you grow your brand. Um, if you have a chance, just like and subscribe below. We'd love to get you guys on board. That way you are part of our, our weekly list, our weekly podcast, and you get some of the insights that we provide the community um, in digital and marketing. I have here with me Shristi and Vinay, um, and we'll be jumping into leads today, I believe. Right, Shristi? What's on the agenda? Yep. So today in our podcast, we will be talking about lead generation, the importance of lead generation, how to identify your target market and why this is important, then creating an effective offer, how to uh, you know create lead magnets and how to go about the whole process of it. And then once you're generating leads, how to optimize your campaigns to see you know what is working, what is not. And we will also talk about the funnel metrics and what you should be looking for. So what are leads and, and why? Why is lead generation so important? Um, just a little bit of background. Some people say, you know, getting leads on Meta is dead or, you know, it's not as efficient as it used to be. Meta is projected to do 200 billion in annual ad revenue in 2026. So there's no chance any lead generation is dead on, on Meta. It still works completely as well as you can. Um, obviously there's some tips and tricks to getting better qualified leads. Um, and we'll go through all of that in, in this podcast. Uh, but for sure. Um, getting your brand onto Meta and any other platform and generating leads uh, is going to be a useful tool for you in, in any uh, digital marketing endeavor that you take. Um, so, Vinay, why don't you give us a little bit more onto why leads are so important? Absolutely, John, and and very um, rightly put there. Like we we hear a lot of clients talking about, you know, it doesn't work on Meta, it doesn't work on Google. And the fact is that if you do it correctly, if you kind of do the homework and do the other parts correctly, it doesn't really matter what platform you're marketing on. And and Facebook could be as effective as Google and Google could be as effective as TikTok. So it's it's not something that happens on the platform. Obviously, um, you would have different leverage with different platform. You'll, you'll probably get a lot of younger audience on Instagram and TikTok. And now with Facebook, you might lean onto Facebook if you are looking at, you know, uh, a demographic that's higher in age. Uh, but it's not about the platform. It's about uh, the strategy. Um, leads, um, we've, we've kind of heard a lot of definitions over, um, you know, our, all our careers and, and people categorizing um, leads from anybody who even visits their website. And it's it's kind of true, but it's it's also not true. Uh, essentially leads are somebody who opts in, gives you some form of their uh, contact details. Usually there'll be an email or a phone number um, in in return for some sort of information. And um, it's also important to kind of clarify leads from prospects because leads could be people who are just interested and looking for that first level of information they need, but they're not ready to really talk to you right now or they are um, probably just exploring. They're not ready to buy. And and a lot of times we'll see, um, you know, we'll, we'll see practices like the moment a lead is generated and you see a phone number in your CRM, you're just willing to pick up the phone and dial that customer. And that's, that, that's really detrimental to your lead generation campaign. So lead essentially... Um, um, one that gives you their email, their contact details in exchange for some information. Um, why is it important? That's that's the first step. That's like um, that's the pool of people that show some sort of an interest and then move up your ladder to get your services or products, whatever you deal in. And uh, without that initial first step, uh, the entire funnel doesn't work. Would you say it's the entry point 
um, for most uh, users to meet the brand. Absolutely. It, it also kind of is uh, that point where you segregate people from just looking around to showing some intent and then you can take those next steps. Uh, people can go, just go to your websites and spend a bunch of time, click here and there. Uh, but if they've not taken a specific action like a lead, it's better not to chase them because there are a lot of other people who are your leads and who are trying to do business with you. So yeah, that's, that's the best way to go about doing it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so jumping on, um, so like we know what are leads and we know why they're important. So while we're creating uh, these lead gen campaigns or we want to, you know, target these people, how do you identify that market and what you should be looking for, Vinay? Like what all things should be in your list that, you know, uh, like how do you go about it? What is your process in a lead in creating this campaign? I think in in all the campaigns that we launch, um researching your target market as much as it is looked upon and it's the most boring part of your uh, campaign building uh, this is the part where should you should probably be spending like 70 to 80 percent of your time about knowing your customers and uh, uh, i think extensively john and i we've, we've spoken about it's the this. most exciting part Vinay. it's not the most boring <laughs> it depends who you ask <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, anybody who wants to kind of get their, their funnel um, up and ready and, and live quickly, they usually skip this part. Um, but knowing that customer gives you so much leverage over anything else that you do. Uh, the first and the most important one would probably be on your ad level, where the language that you speak or the creative or the imagery that you use is supposed to talk or speak to that person that's in your target market. So you could be saying, um, hey, here's a CRM that's uh, world class and can handle so many leads and do this and do that. Imagine that versus a message which is here's a CRM for marketing uh, people who are uh, who, who can't spend so much time as much that others would do on a sales force that's complicated you are trying to segment those people out and trying to call them out from from the larger pool so this really helps you get specific and and talk to that person that is in your target market what that leads to is better um, click through rates that's the first thing that you'll see because the message and the audience are resonating those interested people further down your funnel are the ones that are going to convert leads essentially is i think it's also important to differentiate that it's not the volume of leads you get it's the quality of leads that you get so you rather get 10 leads that are in that could potentially become your clients versus having hundreds. And you, you'll probably just have to um, find that one person who's willing to buy your services. Would you say you start qualifying your leads from the moment you post the ad with the ad copy, the creative, or how, how do you qualify your leads? Absolutely. And, and that's, that's a great question. It's a lot of times we'll see um, with our clients, um, lead generation campaigns are set up in a way where you'll see a very broad and a vague ad. And then that goes to a website where you have a bunch of filter forms and you'll ask questions and you'll segregate people. What's also important to understand that all these platforms that you're working on, Facebook, Google, you're paying for impressions and clicks, right? And you would not want the person that's not in your pool of audience to just be excited about seeing, uh, seeing something that may have interested them and clicking your ad and going to your website, you're losing money there. So absolutely, that filtering starts on the step one. And that starts with calling out your ideal audience. 
uh, trying to be as specific as possible and then just leaving out everybody who's not in your audience. That's, that's the first step. And yes, those filters afterwards could further help you on the website to further maybe segment your audiences. So somebody who, if you're putting a form filter like age or maybe what sort of business they are in, that, that's, that absolutely works. But if you do that on people who are relevant to us as everybody in the pool, that will be more effective. For everyone that doesn't know, could you just explain to us the, it's about a year old, the forms on Facebook, um, just in case someone has missed out on uh, exactly what that feature does. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think we'll also talk about them extensively in the, in the uh, slides to come. Uh, but Facebook has, has this form, um, inbuilt inside Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And, and it's, it's been there for a while. Um, a lot of people used it initially when it was launched. And I, I think this is way back, uh, eight or nine years or even more, I think. But, um, it was quickly kind of, um, it got a bad rep because it's the way it works is it already has the information of for a particular user filled in. Uh, and it's very easy for someone to just click on a button and then submit and that form details come to you. The reason why it got a bad rep was the quality of leads were not so good because you're not putting some sort of friction or some sort of a barrier in front of your lead to qualify them. Um, and then because the information is also pre-filled, uh, there's a lot of impulse you know, submitting of those forms. But within the past, um, I, I would say a year or so, uh, we've also seen um, that the, the quality has improved significantly. I think it's it also kind of coincides with when the iOS 4.14.5 update was out, that because once people leave the Facebook ecosystem and go to a website, a lot of tracking is, is left out. And Facebook is making a lot of effort to kind of give all of that, but bit within Facebook's wall garden, so within Facebook ecosystem, um, that could be um, within, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, or any of these apps. So recently, and I, I, I think we have a screenshot in the slide as well, where earlier when you could just optimize for leads as an objective, now Facebook also gives you an, uh, an option to optimize for conversions, but within leads, uh, what, what it is telling you essentially is, Hey, connect your CRM to the Facebook ads. And then based on how you progress your leads in your CRM, the CRM will take insights from that. And then um, the Facebook algorithm will kind of adjust and the machine learning will adjust, try to send you more people that convert and are not just leads. So that's that's definitely a step ahead in where Facebook forms were earlier. Would that lead to more efficient lead uh, cost per leads? Now, cost per leads, I think um, it's... Because you're playing a fine balance, right? You're, you're trying to qualify your leads um, right. by creating barriers and friction. Um, so you might lose a little bit of efficiency there. But how would you how would you create a more efficient lead generation campaign after you're playing that fine balance between, you know, um, qualified or volume or a little bit of both? Right. I think the number is very different for, you know, what, what you're trying to sell at the end and what's efficient for me might not be efficient for you. We have a, a really good fun calculator in the last slide that we'll talk about. Uh, but yes, um, we've, we've kind of seen that at times, um, it's, it's not just the lead cost that you're seeing, but if you really want to check how well your campaign is doing, you will have to add that end result. I might be generating hundred leads, but if none of them are converting in the steps ahead, it doesn't really matter. So a successful funnel would be where uh, your costs are kind of in relativity to the end result. 
what you're paying to acquire that kind uh, client finally um and and that's that's the number so yes in terms of finding better audience that's that's the way facebook or any other platform works if you're tapping into an audience that's you know that's more quality and that would take more actions that you're willing to take they would always belong to an expensive pool and there'll be higher cpms and you would be paying higher cost for that uh so john uh, a question to you so like man uh, like when i mentioned that uh, the quality of these leads uh, were not that good so is there any other way that you know we can filter out these like can we do anything in the lead forms or things like that that can help us there and then to uh, you know filter out the leads yeah um, just to give like a little bit of a case study we had a client um which wanted to get instagram users we were driving leads of instagram users that had over 10,000 or 50,000 followers that way we can make sure that any of our our leads coming in um had this many followers so what we did was we built out the lead form um and on the lead form aside from like the normal questions your your name email phone numbers and all of that um we also applied a, a question a customized question which included um how many followers do you have on Instagram obviously if we had not included this we would have gotten people that had zero followers to 1000 um 5000 follower range and we ended up splitting it out multiple choice question we had 0 to 1000 1000 to 5000 5000 to 10 and then 10000 plus Instagram followers and initially um obviously we were getting plenty of leads before the form um and before we had included that question Uh, but once we included that question we saw that maybe about 30% of our leads were actually users that had over 10 uh 10,000 um followers so yes those original numbers and that original volume that we were seeing you know 100 leads that's great but the actual users that we wanted that we could actually use for our client they were about 30% so we really got an understanding of you know what the true cost per lead there is of a qualified um user and that is what Vinay's talking about is finding that overall number at the end of the journey um that makes sense to you and your business so yeah it's definitely useful and can be applied immediately sometimes you could get a little bit creative with your questions that way it, it it's for your brand um and exactly what you need for your product or service um so definitely a lot of room um for play here uh to kind of sort through and better qualify your leads with the form that was a great insight john Yep. Thank you. Of course. Okay, so so like we talked about uh, creating offers, right, to qualify the leads or to understand better where are where they lie, where are where are the leads lying? Are they prospecting or are they just looking at our website or how interested are they? Like they can be at different points, right? So how do you create offers there then? Sure. Um so the initial offer is obviously it's very bl- plain um what are you offering uh what are your value props what are you, what is your service what is your brand um and you're just trying to get that in, in front of somebody uh obviously th- there's going to be users that you know don't have the highest intent but they still want to click through and understand what the product is um so it's not the most qualified lead uh but there is some sort of user intent from the people that see your video that see your ad uh that read your copy and they it's 
your first touch point um, with anyone. Uh, what you're trying to do ultimately from from here is gather information. You want you you just want more insights on who that user is because it helps you make better judgments at the end of your funnel or the middle of your funnel. Obviously, you don't want to just be driving ridiculous volume where anyone and everyone is clicking through, but you do want to gain as much information as possible and, and make sure that you are building out your email list. Um, a lot of this, a lot of lead building does go into remarketing and then, you know, hitting that that user with another touch point, whether it's email marketing, um, you know, Google display, native advertising. There's just so many different ways where you could touch basis with a, a user again. Once you have their email, uh, that's a critical part, right? Um, and another thing that can also be done with the emails that you're gathering, right? Even at the most basic level is create lookalike audiences based off of that. Now, a lookalike audience is anyone. It's not a remarketing of the user. You're basically creating a whole new audience that looks like a user that has entered their email already. So at the most basic level, uh, just getting that direct lead, getting that first user through the door, um, you have a lot of a lot of information that you can put to use after that. Uh, so that's what you're really trying to do is make that capture of that information um, with your direct leads. Right. Um, makes sense. I think, um, w- another thing that I wanted to kind of touch point at, at this point is kind of classifying, um, you know, the two classic approaches in, in getting leads. One is, of course, uh, a direct, uh, lead, which on you just talked about. And this is essentially maybe you are, um, you know, you are a legal consultant and you're looking for clients and your, your ad would say something like, Hey, we are XYZ legal um, advisory. If you need help with blah, 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 click on the button below, um, and, and visit our website and they'll go to your website. And, um, if they really need your service and maybe at, at some point they would, because they click to your website, they'll fill up the form and, um, you will have your details and then you can probably speak with them, whatever the next step in the funnel is. This is the most traditional approach. The most direct approach and uh, when this happens usually these are people who have some sort of an intent and they've also identified that they have some need and if you look at like the the funnel that we wanted to show in in the diagram here in in a given market usually the the amount of people that are actually looking for a service uh is is probably like about 10 percent uh and and the other ones are in the process of exploring or looking for solutions yeah we we call it solution aware somebody who really knows what solution they're looking at they would be attracted with similar ads now because this this market segment is pretty small and everybody is kind of competing because this is the first approach for any business hey if, if you are into consulting let's run an ad saying hey we are consultants we help you with blah 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 and and come to our website and and we'll help you out uh hey we are a roofing company we do this this you know visit our website and and we'll help you out that's a, a small market a lot of people in the the buying mode and a lot of people putting out their direct ads um what we really love to do is kind of catch people a little earlier in their journey when they are also showing signs or so, showing some sort of an intent that they would be needing your your solutions so these are what we call indirect leads. How you um, gather these kind of leads are by giving away something that's important for them, like a, an ebook, a cheat sheet, a guide, a template that can help them achieve a small result. But they are in, in one of these two stages, either it's problem aware or symptom aware. For example, if let's say your lead cost, if you're a marketer and your lead costs are, are always soaring up, you are seeing a problem and you're also aware about the symptom. You're seeing that cost per lead 
grow up every every day when you're looking at your ads manager at this point what if you saw an ad on facebook which says here's a one page facebook copy template that can cut down your uh, ad cost by three times right now that's that's something that's an immediate solution but it's further up the funnel and it's not like i'm trying to sell you my agency or my consulting service but if if this person is interested and you've got them for, further earlier in the journey now you've got them into your email autoresponder you've got their their contact details and you can nurture them up and build that sort of relationship with which can then in future convert to you know like a full service that you offer and that's that's the step by step approach you can't you know as we call it in marketing you you can't just ask someone to get married first day you meet them at the bar right you you have to build that relationship and that's what lead gen is all about could I, is it difficult to put together these you know templates brochures um uh the ebooks like how much work goes into that is it necessarily like is it something that uh, a brand needs to reach out to somebody and do or do they have this information already available to them I think this it's very easy to create an ebook or or a cheat sheet or whatever you're trying to give it it's it's kind of something that you would should rather think about what what are you giving away because a lot of times you know I've I've seen plenty of ads which are like here's a comprehensive guide about how you can make your you know xyz better and people are not looking for a guide people people are people are not looking for that long um, you know class or master class to their solution this should be something that that brings someone a lot of value but within a shorter time and it it should be done with a little bit of research so if you if you look at you know your ideal customer and you see them further up the funnel you look at what problems did i face you know maybe 3 years into what i'm doing today and then kind of see what can help them at that point that could be a good lead magnet uh something that's short something punchy where they don't have to spend a ton, ton of time and then it can just help them in that short run it's it's not about giving away um you know your entire solution or you're trying to explain them something and even before you've qualified them you're trying to sell them something that we've we've seen a lot of times people just submit leads and the next day they they start getting a phone call or they start seeing video um sales letters from from coaches and consultants who are trying to sell you on something where they've not even qualified whether that person is ready to buy or not right right thank you vinay thank you that makes a lot of sense right i think this is the part that we spoke about earlier about optimizations and also what facebook has kind of moved towards and this this was probably long due that they they did something about this the screenshot below is this is now available within the leads objective and if you go to the optimization section you'll see two options one is leads that was already there in pages but the conversion leads is is the new option and you also see like a, a notification down below which says your crm integration is incomplete so it's just facebook trying to learn what is working for you and you pass that information back and then they try to do, give you the same people that can work better for you it's pretty similar to how we used to upload custom lists so if you had a email list of 1000 buyers you can upload create a look alike and start running ads to them this is a more dynamic and a real time way where every day when you are getting you know 10 20 leads you can push back that information in facebook and tell it hey this is this is what's working for me can you send more of of these people to me this is really important we are testing it currently across accounts i i think we still need to 
work and evaluate and, and see if it's as effective as, as Facebook claims it to be. And then in terms of other optimizations, obviously the first point in, in any Legion funnel would be on your ad level. We would probably be trying a lot of ad copy variations. Um, again, going back to the avatar research and, and finding who you're talking to, and then also testing a lot of imagery. So creative testing there. I, I, and this is one of John's, um, and, and my, um, favorite discussion topic. Should we, should you look at CPMs to really uh, gauge whether your campaigns are performing well or not? And, um, more often than not, we've seen that the CPMs, um, somewhat point you in the direction where you'd know that you're getting some quality leads or some quality customers, but it's not an absolute uh, metric to look at whether you want to gauge your campaign performance or lead campaign performance. You should always look at the final objective. So if your objective is getting sales, you look at your cost per acquisition. If you are getting leads, uh, look at your cost per lead uh, and and don't try to you know pause your campaigns if you're seeing a higher uh, CPM in the very early stage, because that's not an absolute KPI to, to gauge your performance. Right, right. Talking about KPIs, Finney, what are the KPIs that you should be looking for while, you know, running your lead gen campaigns? Right. Um, so cost per lead, that's, that's the first and the most important one. Um, your click-through rate, again, it's it's something that you would always want to get up. But we've also seen that a lot of times you'll you'll catch an audience that engages a lot. So you're seeing a lot of uh, clicks coming through, uh, but you don't see enough conversions happening. So those clicks are not getting converted into leads. Um, so yes, CTR or click-through rate would be one of those metrics that you use to make sure that your uh, copy and, and creative is, is working. Uh, again, it's it's a secondary metric in a lead gen campaign. I would always be looking at the cost per lead. Would you say the click-through rate is a comparative metric where you want to use it to compare your your data, your um, different creatives and your different copy? It's not the ultimate like golden um, KPI, but it's more used so you can compare um, the the engagement of the different uh, copies and creative assets that you're using. Um, kind of, but again, I I would not you know take it as as an absolute metric because. We've, we've seen so many campaigns where the click through rates, you know, even while driving purchases, the click through rate might be one campaign could have, you know, one creative could have 0.9% click through rate and still be generating enough purchases and a better cost per purchase. But there could be another one that's probably like a 1.2 or a 1.3 and still not doing that. Uh, so I, I don't think that there's like a direct correlation between, between these. But yeah, it's, it's definitely something that can use to, you can use to compare and, and kind of use in evaluation and kicking out the creatives or the audiences that are not working. So I, I would say when you look at your final metrics, you know, clicks. Um, your add to cart, your checkouts, your purchase, unless you have a purchase data that that's fine when you then lean onto a lower metric and see whether it's working. So if you're just getting a bunch of add to carts and you don't have purchase, of course, you'll be making decisions of the lower number. But if you have purchases, that's that's the number you should be looking for. And it's similar for leads. One important thing at this point I'd like to call out is within lead gen campaigns, we've, we've worked with um, a bunch of clients and a lot of times we just come to a, a conclusion or or you know, while within client needs that, you know, this is the lead cost that we, we would try to achieve. And um, we go back and forth and we try to understand what lies beyond 
that lead if you if if as a business you know what a lead should cost to you based upon how you would close that lead so for example if i generate 100 leads today and those leads have to be called upon by 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 an outbound team or a sales guy in your team and you know that sales guy converts at let's say 10% so out of every 100 calls he makes he converts 10% and if you backtracked and made your calculations and you know that you know maybe 10 bucks a lead is is good for you then that's that's fine that's knowing your information but almost more than 90% of of uh, the new uh, campaigns that we work on with clients they might not know these metrics and it's our job to kind of make them aware and also tell them what happens after because just optimizing for that lead cost maybe we are trying to optimize it for 10 bucks but then none of those leads are converting right so that number for us is very vague and and not something that you can lean upon as a business what we have on the screen is like a calculator we use our at our agency and this is usually used for anybody who's using some sort of you know a a lead to a consulting or a strategy call and closing mechanism um so for example um you know you're spending about $5000 on ad spend and you're willing to pay about $10 for a lead and out of all of those leads about 5% of the leads go ahead and book a strategy call with you uh, this funnel is usually true for coaches agencies consultants you know contractors anybody who has to get on a call with their clients so out of those 5% leads imagine if only 70% showed up which is pretty usual not everybody shows up on the call and as a as a guy or as a sales guy in your team you're only able to close 20% of those and then finally if you if you're your product or your service costs $2000 if you look at the entire calculator and and the numbers that it spits out in revenue will probably be generating around $7000 so you're about making 1.4% of of what you um invested in your business now these numbers as much as they they seem simple and anybody could do them at home and i i recommend people do this but more often than not we've never seen anybody come to us with these uh, finer calculations because only if we knew what is required for them to be profitable we would do the math backwards and then estimate what are, they should be willing to pay for a lead and most of the times it's it's the other way around that after running a couple of months the business kind of realizes that this is not sustainable because even if they're closing at 20 30% and good sales guys would probably convert at 30 40% tops they would still not be able to make that money back i think within the entire lead gen um, discussion that we had this is the most important one it's it's not just about running campaigns or leads it's about knowing your cost right till the end when you close the the customers that makes a lot of sense agree that makes a lot of sense vinay thank you for showing us this no problem so um if anybody would like to reach out to us uh this is the conclusion of our podcast you could contact us at uh, our website digicomio um you could always reach mm-hmm. out to uh hayman at hayman. at digicom.io or uh, Danielle at digicom.io. Obviously, uh, you could always reach out to Vinay Shristi or myself. It's our names at digicom.io. Glad to be with everyone today. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank you guys. I'm the bunch. <laughs>